right. Hey, Charters, I want you to open up the yeah, show man. this this week by doing the announcement saying, hi, this is uh, live from the Dutch Hall. And you go, uh, I'm the man that writes the music from the show, Dave Charters, who's been lying to you for this entire Lenten season. That's what I'm going to say. And then we'll, then you hit the theme song. Really? Yeah, that sounds good. I hope you explain that later because I don't know what you're talking about. What? The lying part. Well, you'll find out then. It's a, it's a God's honest truth, Dave. It's the God's honest truth. And I think it's about time you admitted it to the listening public. All right. That's why I think we should open the show. Well, do so I need to do press it then? Yeah, okay, ready? Five, four, three, two, one. Oh, welcome everybody to Live from the Dutch Hall. We got a big show planned tonight. A lot of good looking people in the room, in the radio room. I'm the man that writes the music for the show, Dave Charters, half of Nocturnal Emissions. And uh, you want me to introduce everybody who's here? No, you're supposed to say that you've been lying. Oh, and I want to let everyone know that <laughs> apparently I've been lying for the entire Lenten season to all of you, the great listeners of Live from the Dutch Hall. It's about time you admitted it, and I'll hit the theme song, Charters. Oh, you'll find out. You'll find out. The bartender's concocting a real horrible-looking thing over there. All right, everybody. Hey, hey, hot crowd, hot crowd, indeed. Wow, they're loud tonight. The, the crowd is loud tonight. Welcome, everybody, to the Holy Thursday edition of Live from the Dutch Hall. I'm your host, Pete Van Dyke. And this is the second edition, because we do our shows on Thursdays, this is the second Holy Thursday, because they're second year. And last year, we were lucky enough to have uh, um, our family in, because I like to do it before Christmas and before Easter, you know, stuff like that, have family in. So uh, this week, we got in, uh, as always, my bartender, Paul Van Dyke. Paul, my, my brother. This crowd is really hot. They're really busting everyone's eardrums at home. Paul, thanks for coming today. What are you cooking up over there? I don't know. Oh, wait. You have no microphone either. <laughs> so it's a concoction that's being being produced over there. It's really starting to be... Uh, I'm really starting to pique my interest. I think there's something really uh, really dangerous going on over it's a, there. It's a martini and a shot glass. And I also have... Um, my si my sister and brother-in-law, are you going by your true names or should I make, make it up and cut this out? <laughs> Absolutely. We got nothing to hide. <laughs> we have Ryan and Lisa Vandenbush here today. Ryan and Lisa Vandenbush. Oh, you got quiet, quiet applause. <laughs> Turn the volume up. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that. Well, we have everyone here today, and what we'd like to do, we opened the show with my, my co-host, the man that writes the music, and one half of Nocturnal Emissions. My, our other half, Mike Bo, couldn't be here this week. And uh, so... I don't know if uh, if Soundboard Sheik has something to do say Who's about that. Not everybody's here. Son of a bitch. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Sheik, I think you got him mixed up with. Uh, you, it's not Rooster. It's Mike that wasn't here. Yeah, it was, thanks for it clarifying. Was, it was Mike. Well, thank you, Sheik. Thank you, Sheik. But, oh, this has got to go up? All right. So, <laughs> anyways, uh, we have uh, Soundboard Sheik's here again. We want to say thank you to Soundboard Sheik for coming. Now, 
Dave, you, you mentioned at the beginning of the show. Yeah, what, what are you talking about? Let's get to the bottom of this. You mentioned at the beginning of the show that you're, uh, that you're a filthy liar, that you've been lying to your general public. I have a couple of things that I want to say to you about your Lenten promise. As th those of you that uh, maybe are just listening for the first episode today, you might not know about my co-host Dave Charles. He's a staunch Catholic, staunch Catholic. He's been, uh, he's been uh, giving a Lenten promise to Jesus Christ, his Savior, this year and every year. It's how big season for me, big season. How many years have you done it, Dave? I think this is eight. I've kind of lost track, but I was trying to figure it out. I think it was eight years in a row. Eight years you've done this? Well, not exactly this, but I, I've given up, uh, like, I just drink water during Lent for the last eight years. Oh, yeah, and then the food thing, how long have you done that food thing? Two years. Two years where you only eat raw fruits and vegetables, no meats, even if they're raw. No and meats, no dairy, no... Uh, no legumes. No, no, well, nothing out of a can, so I would eat legumes if they were raw, but... Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I'll tell you something. Do you know Lent, how long is what you consider Lent to be? Me personally? Yeah, what is your definition of Lent? It's, uh, it starts on Ash Wednesday, and it goes for 46 days until... Uh, well, the, my Lenten obligation is 46 days long, the fasting period. It ends after the Easter Vigil on Saturday night. Now, this is the Roman Catholic tradition in your opinion? I, I believe that uh, the Roman Catholic Church doesn't recognize the Sundays during Lent as uh, official days of Lent. There's 40 days if you don't count the Sundays. That's where the 40 days comes from. Well, There's Dave, six Sundays during Lent, and I'm not about to give up my uh, Lenten obligation. Well, Dave, I'll tell you something about Holy Thursday. Uh, and uh, what you might not know is I've turned, I've done research, I've turned to Wikipedia, and I've found out that what, you're, what you are is a Protestant, sir. You're a Protestant. <laughs> what? Yeah. Roman Catholics don't believe that. Take it back. I'm about to hang up my headphones. Take according, it back. <laughs> according to Wikipedia, it says that 40 days, the 40 days of Lent, which is the obligation you're representing what happened to Jesus in the desert. Right, Dave? That's right. Even though the timing isn't the same, but yeah, it's Whatever, it's symbolic that's what, of symbolic that. Symbolic of that, right? And then it's supposed to go to the Great Supper, the Great Supper uh, that happens at the Mass of the Lord's Supper, which is Holy Thursday. So Lent, go, Lent goes from Ash Wednesday to Holy Thursday, the Great Feast. Because when you have the Last Supper, you eat, right? Sure. Okay, but that doesn't make you a liar just because you got it wrong. But it is. I, holy, don't, I it, don't think Lent existed when they had the Last Supper, but uh, all right, I'll, I'll go with you. Go ahead. Well, I don't, I'm just saying it's like that's what the symbolic of. When Jesus eats with all his buddies... That's when you get to eat too. You get to stop eating that. We're in the Dutch hall. You get to eat with a bunch of your buddies. It's Holy Thursday. The Lenten promise is technically over, Dave. It's over, right? Is what I'm saying. But it doesn't make you a filthy liar yet. What According makes you to your Wikipedia research. Oh, yeah, Wikipedia research. It says it right there. There's, there's no way to even uh, substantiate it. They said some sects uh, reconcile this phrase saying 40 days. They exclude Sundays and extend Lent through Holy Saturday. That's what... Uh, some sects do. So you're part of that sect of the Roman Catholic Church that would do that. I guess so. But then you f take it further and you, and you even take out Sundays and you just suffer for no reason, right? But if you're really going to pay homage to Jesus Christ, again, it doesn't make you a liar. What, what makes you a liar is the fact that do you take communion during Lent? Yes. It's processed, my friend. It's processed, right? Good point. Yeah. Not only is it processed by the people that make the little wafer, out of wheat or whatever they make it out of, or rice, or I don't know what they make those wafers out of. But then it's also processed by the, the priest who makes it into the body of Christ. Oh, that's another process. Which thing. is meat, by the way. <laughs> so you've got both... The body of Christ is meat. It is meat. It's body of Christ, as far as I'm concerned, Dave. You've been eating meat this whole time. So what do you have to say to the general public? What if, You lied to us all. I say they're my rules, so fuck you guys. <laughs> do what I want. <laughs> 
Well, that's good enough. That's good, that's good enough. Good answer. So I wanted to say that there's one thing that you, if you're going to really do it right, if you're going to really honor your Lord and Savior in the Lenten season, you have to pay homage to what he did in the desert, which is like be tempted by the devil. Right, Dave? Oh, no. So what we've done is we brought in my lovely temptress of a wife, Jane. She's got a nice bag. Oh, of, she's got a nice bag of tricks. Where did that come from? How'd you hide that when you came in? <laughs> she got a nice bag of tricks, Dave. And where Nasty. she came, you know where she just came from? Is that a takeout container? It is a takeout container. <laughs> it's, a, it's a whole bag of takeout containers. I don't know if you can smell that, but what it smells is it smells like the new Swazis in Waterford, Dave, or oh, your old stomping no. grounds. You know, you used to spend all your disposable <laughs> income when you had no reason to spend it on anything but booze and chicken wings. Yeah. Yeah, that's where Jane just came from with a whole oh, bunch man. of takeout containers. What's the first one we have there, Jane? We have good old pierogies. Oh, pierogies. Go on, you put that right under Dave's nose. Let Dave have a nice sniff of those. Swazi's pierogies. Swazi's pierogies. And you're, you know, you're not Ukrainian, are you? are Polish, right? But, they, but your mom makes a mean pierogi. That's true, yeah. Dave. You this must is, be missing that through the Lenten season. I am, and they smell they smell good, but they're not that tempting for me because nobody's pogies are better than my mom's. I wouldn't even wouldn't even go across the street. Wouldn't even go across the street to eat Swazi's pierogies. <laughs> oh, that is some harsh words. I don't it's even know. No, it's got nothing to do with the quality of the product from Swazi's. It just has to do with my mom making the best pierogies. Oh, we should have had your mom's pierogies for that Period. test. Yeah, next year. What'd you say about <laughs> period? <laughs> Somehow it became less appetizing all of a sudden. What's the next one, Jane? We struck out. We're struck out. The next one we have those is around, though. they smell really good. You guys yeah. Should yeah. Oh, oh, hot bun, oh, oh, oh. hot bundy chicken wings again, Jane. It has to be smelled by him. It has yeah, to be yeah, smelled. If, if he doesn't get that real close, or just take out one, get it right close. It's Holy Thursday, Dave. Really, by the letter of the Catholic oh, law. You really now can eat. Now you're speaking my language. Yeah, and you really can eat. Though. Not, You've done well. You've lost all this weight, 30 pounds or something plus. Not right? only do I love chicken wings, but I love Swazi's chicken wings because they're super awesome. And more so, if I went to Swazi's right now and ordered a flavor of chicken wings, they would be Bundy. I don't know how you nailed it like that, but... Oh, I know you, Dave. I've yeah, spent a lot of time... I'm really salivating right now. <laughs> well, you can have one. It can all be over. No one's going to hold it against you, Dave. No one's going to hold it against you. Just wow. take a little nibble. I'm take a picture. <laughs> You think that's how we should have got them at the end? Yeah. What are these ones? Oh, jalapeno poppers, Dave. They do anything for oh, you? Jalapeno yeah. poppers? Is there cream cheese in there? Oh, <laughs> well, there's stuff with cream cheese. The nice deep oh, fried you can goodness. Smell the deep fried delicious. If you went from your Lenten fast of only eating raw food and then went right into this, just dug into this plate I'm giving to you, how long before you run to the toilet? <laughs> I would probably have a chicken wing in my hand still. <laughs> <laughs> I'd we just let, be gnawing on it on the toilet. We let you bring the container into the bathroom. I wouldn't mind, dude. You've earned it. You had a big Lent. Is there blue cheese in there? Oh, yeah, there's blue, blue cheese, cheese in there. What are you, crazy? No carrot sticks, though, or celery. Jane said, hold those things. Yeah, thanks. That's, that's great. Thanks. <laughs> is there anything else there, Jane? What's the last one? This is the piece de resistance, the final, the final temptation. Oh, man, we got like three charters. courses out here already. Poutine. Oh, Give him a nice sniff of that poutine. What is that, beef gravy on there? Oh, you know what, that needs some fresh cracked pepper right on top of that. Oh, we can make that happen for you, Dave. A nice fork and some fresh You wouldn't believe how moist my mouth is right now. It's dripping. Yeah, Paul, just have a nice dip, nibble into that, Paul. Sour cream you're dipping? Enjoy it. Oh, yeah. That's good. 
Well, David, any temptation going once, going tr twice? No, I can do it, man. I can resist. Looks well, I have so to good, give though. you. I have Even to say. Even those pierogies look good. You did oh, it. You did it, Dave. Wait, is there any sauce on it? Let me see that carrot. Oh, dump it in the blue cheese. Don't is let him eat it. Don't let him eat it. <laughs> this is about tempting. Oh, <laughs> it's gonna so take. Ryan, Ryan just took the took the carrot stick and licked the blue cheese off it for Dave because he's a Thanks. gentleman. Thanks, Ryan. And uh, <laughs> and that you know what? That's payback for that time you had to drink the backwash out of that giant. Uh, remember that blue bottle we had that one in uh, Canada Day year? We were passing it around oh, as a it giant was, bottle of blue, like a champagne bottle. Yeah, it was a champagne bottle of bat blue. And I handed it to Ryan, and it was like just the backwash at the end. It was all oh, warm geez, at the very end of it. You don't remember that one? Mm. I remember you it's complaining because, about it. It's because of the shape of the champagne bottle. When you tilted it up, you know, like there, it would be hard to drink. It's not like a beer bottle, right? So, yeah. so much of it would just kind of <laughs> chug back in. At the end, it was just all swill. Yeah. Just, oh yeah, you're right. That's a good jiggling. So, Charters, you've proven that you're either a li you're a liar and you're probably a Protestant, right? <laughs> and I was just going to say, as long as you've kind of betrayed your church, then you might. I'm going to tell you about another church, maybe. And I, I don't know if you guys have ever ever heard of this church, but it's the it's the Temple of uh, of Priapus. It's the Temple of Priapus. Have you ever heard that? Nope. Well, it's a uh, where it, all of its church members. Uh, worship uh, the penis the phallus oh that's what they do they just they get together and there's a church in montreal this fella i don't know if you can see his picture he's like uh that's the he's the high priest of the church right <laughs> what is he not where he's got a robe but is there nothing underneath that you can just it's a bust yeah he's uh he's wearing a robe i don't know if, yeah you got a pic shot of that he's got a he's got a robe and it's um and it's uh, he's nude otherwise, yeah. Because part of the ceremony is uh, it involves a disrobing because they're honoring the penis, which many there's only oh, men in this Lori. church to this point. There's only who are you talking about? I don't know. He's only there's only there's only men in there's only men in this church because they haven't uh, haven't had women. But it started in the '60s in, in California, and this guy this guy in uh, in Montreal started up there. And uh, one of his members of the church was quoted as saying. About the service there, Dave, it might be of interest to you. He said to Cassidy, who's the high priest there, uh, does this thing in front of the altar with the candles and incense. And then from there, we stand naked and we're praying for whatever. And then uh, after that, we just do whatever we feel like doing. <laughs> and uh, the altar where the services take place is filled with phalluses and different si of different sizes from different points in history. We try and have the old and the new together in the service of God we worship. The old being the old, the old uh, statues, and the new being their very own uh, uh, penis, I suppose, because they're nude there, and then they do whatever happens, Dave. What do you think that is that they do? I don't know, like puppetry of the penis after? They make cheeseburgers and stuff? or the Oh, cheeseburger, the Eiffel the Tower? Brain. The brain. The yeah. brain. <laughs> You're a big fan of that, eh, Dave? <laughs> did you ever go see that live? I never did, no. Did you see that, Lisa, ever? No. No? We have one more guest we didn't introduce. Let's let's do a cheers to a new guest because we've we've got one new visitor to the live from the Dutch Hall that's never been here before, and uh, she is uh, Jill Dyke. Jill Dyke, thank you very much for being in here today. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you, Jill. Quite a looker. Yeah, yeah. Now, Jill, your name, your last name, Dyke, is that a Dutch name? You know what? I'm not even sure. You're not sure? Not it sounds sure. Dutch. You know, it is. there's Dutch roots to it because, you yeah. know, if it stems from your profession, then you might be, a, your family might have been dike builders in Holland, you know? Quite possibly. Do you have any brothers or sisters? I don't. 
No, a single dyke. Yeah. Right? I'm one single dyke. Actually, no family at all. Oh, really? Yeah, that's why I don't, I don't really no know. Family. I don't. You were like hatched. <laughs> Sen- I was hatched. Oh, yeah. interesting. Cloned, maybe. Well, we have, a, we have a shot that's been prepared by our bartender that we'd like Terrible. to use to send us into the next segment. It's huge. And uh, so let's do the shot. For this next, oh hey, let's do feedback this time that uh, that we'll sing it. We'll do the shot right now. Ready, yeah, everyone? One, two, three. Feedback? Cheers! Yeah. Cheers! Cheers! That looks good. Oh, it's delicious, Dave. You should have tried it. Next week. <laughs> That's the one thing. <laughs> that was a good one. It was sweet. Is that all natural, raw, whole shooter? That's Cherry whiskey, straight from the cow, or whatever. Cherry whiskey from the cow. <laughs> yeah. All right. So. Uh, ready, Dave? This segment, ready. this segment, this segment we call words? feedback. We got feedback. We got feedback. Feedback. Oh well. Oh, welcome to feedback. We got feedback, everybody. Uh, this week and every week, we like to uh, we like to recognize our sponsors. I don't know what that one was. We like to recognize. <laughs> oh, was it? We like to recognize our sponsors at, right. from VG Meats. This week we have what is called the Anti Dave Charters coupon that was just released. <laughs> the people at VG sent me the sent me the link for it, which I'm going to make sure it gets up there as soon as I can tomorrow. Um, but the the link is for 10 percent off all freezer meat products, and it's called the the Anti Dave Charters special because the people at VG are not pleased with Dave's Lenten fast because he, <laughs> he's consumed none of their great products there at VG. So. Thank you for the sponsorship. Sorry, Go on to my website at www.lifefromthedutchhall.com. Click on the VG Meats coupon and bring it into either the locations at Simcoe or Sony Creek. And a little bit of the proceeds from the sale will come back to help Life from the Dutch Hall. Also, you can go and uh, do all your Amazon shopping uh, on the Life from the Dutch Hall website. And again, some of that money will come to help the show. So thank you for all you who have uh, supported me in the past. And uh, thank you for my sponsors. That's it. Oh, that looks so good, Jill. Also... We would like to um, thank our latest sponsor, our latest sponsor, which is Brabant Musk. Oh, the Musk. The Musk. Ask for it by name, Brabant Musk. <laughs> That's a good, that's our Brabant. first Brabant Musk commercial. I, I got to tell you, we went to uh, a Buck and Doe on the weekend. It was uh, uh, guest of the show, former guest of the show, Derek and uh, and J- Derek Van Hooten and, J- ah, and Julie Sties. Yeah, yeah, from the Gra- Wheel of Filth. And uh, the Beeve was a fill-in bartender for my brother when he was in Toronto. And uh, they had their Buck and Doe on the weekend. Well-attended event. It was it was a great event had by all. Congratulations to the happy couple. And uh, I got to tell you, I had a great time. Uh, my wife even won me a, a, a soccer jersey. It was like being the prettiest girl at the fair with the, with the, whose uh, bow won her a nice prize, eh? like a big oh, nice. teddy bear. I, I won a Huntelaar jersey, uh, Dutch soccer jersey, Huntelaar. Nice. Not an easy jersey to find, a blue one, a away jersey. Ooh. Oh, I felt like the, I felt like the ball of the ball. Then we got it was a great it was a great opportunity to get lots of good feedback from our listeners too. Uh, it was love it, feedback. Yeah, we love we all love feedback. So we had a lot of listeners that were at this thing, and uh, some of them came up to me and said, uh, there was some, some that I really liked to, to mention. Uh, the one was this one girl. She was um, twice, I talked to her twice in the evening. The first time I talked to her, she wanted to talk, said she could never eat a roast beef sandwich ag- again. <laughs> that she couldn't even look at one the same way because of the Wheel of Filth episode. 
And uh, I thought that was kind of a nice thing to say because it meant she she watched all three parts of the Wheel of Filth to get to the roast beef sandwich. <coughs> and then uh, later on I saw her after she had a few more drinks, right? And uh, she, I guess Mike Bow must have been wearing uh, Brobant Musk that night because uh, when, there's a, when there's a single Van Dyke out in the community... Uh, there's a lot of the people line up a lot of the people have a lot of plans for them, eh? The people have a lot of plans for them. A lot of eyes, a yeah. lot of eyes on the singles. Anyways, the same girl came up saying that she might have some eyes for for uh, my cousin Mike, the, the great member of uh, Nocturnal Emissions. And uh, we were, I was telling her like, well, I don't really care, you know, like um, uh, you can find them on your own time, you know. I'm not a matchmaker, right? Not a yenta. And then she says to me, she goes. I used to like you, but now I think you're a bit of a douche, is what she said. <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah. That sounds like, about right. I said, that does sound about right. That sounds about right. That was the best feedback I got. I really enjoyed that one. That was really good. But you have to understand, when I'm around a girl in her 20s, I get really afraid. So I, 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 I like to like... Um, I, I like to I like to be like really standoffish, like I don't care, because I find uh, girls in their twenties to be dangerous because they're like sport uh, fucking, you know what I'm saying? So that girls at that age are are like uh, dangerous because you know every once in a while you might inadvertently catch a fish out of season, you know what I'm saying? And I, I'm I'm well out of season, right? So I like to pretend just to make myself uncatchable, you know, as much as I can, just in case they inadvertently try to trick me into ruining my marriage with my wife, right? So I'm very scared, you know, and the odd possibility that someone has daddy issues or someone has like some old man fetish or something like that. It's just going <laughs> to upset the apple cart. You know, I like to be standoffish. So maybe that's, I'd like to believe that maybe that's why I came across a little douchey, but I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> Anyways, that was my favorite feedback. I forgot to name our listener of the week. Our listener of the week this year is a great listener. This year? Oh, this week. Listener of the week this week is our my cousin Candace Bow. Candace Bow. Hey Candace. Let's hear it for a listen to you. Oh yeah, Candace Dixon. Candace Dixon, I'm sorry. Sorry, Dougie. Candace Dixon. Sorry, Doug. I forgot your your uh, matrimonial promise to my cousin. But anyways, uh Candace listens when she's uh, going on a walk, getting a little exercise in in the and uh she goes out with her husband instead of talking with her husband. She likes to listen to life from the hall on her headphones and just laugh and he keeps going what? what? What are you laughing at? What are you laughing at? And then she has to explain to him what we did that made her laugh, and then she, we move on. Which, is, which doesn't make him laugh, probably. He said he didn't mind it. He said yeah. he was getting the story secondhand, but he still had a few laughs at it, right? Last week's episode was pretty well received. It was nice to get back to the roots of the Dutch Hall where we were just allowed to be ourselves again out yeah, here. Just a little Kinda more took, comfortable, eh? Took the pressure off, you know? That's why I like this one. I didn't talk much to you guys. Um, but one thing, uh, another piece of feedback I got was... Uh, uh, my cousin, uh, who's given me a ride to the Buck and Doe, said she was talking to a guy who used to knew me, know me from my old life that works with her in her current life. And he was an old, he was an older fellow. Um, and I believe, I'm not sure if he's a Christian fellow or not, but I think he is. And he lis- he said to her, he goes, I listened to your cousin's uh, p- program. He goes, a little racy, isn't it? Or something. He goes, a little racy, no? He goes, I would never, I couldn't let my wife listen to it, is what he said. Couldn't let my wife listen to it. <laughs> Well, so I appreciate that feedback. It's also very accurate, a little bit douchey, and uh, not appropriate for that guy's wife. And then, uh, so far, the feedback's been pretty uh, bang on. Very honest. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, the other stuff I got from other people, there was a lot of people asking me, 
Uh, they're saying they just said funny. It was funny or uh, funny shit. Some people said, and then uh, a lot of people asked if they could come by into the Dutch Hall, like how they could come and watch an episode. Oh, right? Want to be a part of it? Yeah. So when I say a lot of people, I mean probably like five, right? But I thought that was still a lot of people, right? For that's this. enough for a road show. Yeah. So I thought about it because now that we were for the episodes where we don't have the video crew in and it's just uh, the Dutch Hall. We have a little bit more space because there's not all those cameras beating up. So we could probably fit, you know, maybe like an audience of a studio audience of five members. Right. And then if you had like, you know, and then the spots are available and then they're gone. Right. So if you ever want to get into the live studio audience, you can get uh, you can get a hold of me at uh, live from the Dutch Hall at gmail.com or you can uh, like me on Facebook that live from Dutch Hall on Facebook and you can communicate with me by the messenger. Or you can uh, direct message me on Twitter, Dutch Hall on Twitter, and uh, we'll get you into the live from Dutch Hall, and you can come in and see an episode. There was a few people that uh, mentioned it, so I'll see if I can remember and reach out to you so that we can see if we can uh, get it, get you in here. Um, because we, you know, there's a lot of people have been asking lately, and so I think it'd be more fun if we had kind of a bigger crowd. We can get real applause and maybe record our yeah, own. Some instead cat of, calls. Yeah, so cat calls. Last week we had those guys in from Boston. They were a big hit. Oh, they're great. <laughs> big I hope hit. they come back. You you found them to be a bit homophobic, didn't you, Dave? You said there was a couple comments that set you off. You didn't like it. It was. They they speak a little differently than we do. You know, in Boston apparently they use different terms than we use. Like they just upset you. Cultural differences, maybe. Yeah. You I just it wrote it off as as ignorance. You know, just ignorance. But uh, great guys. Nonetheless, yeah. right? Right. Pretty Nonetheless, funny. lively, lively bunch. <laughs> Well, you know what? We also, every week, we like welcome our new listeners. This week, we had new listeners from Haythrope, Oxfordshire in the UK, uh, Fort Erie, Ontario, Castle Rock, Colorado, and Denver, Colorado. A couple Colorado listeners this week. And then uh, Niagara on the Lake, Ontario, which I always assume is just somebody that's on vacation because I, I don't picture anyone actually living in Niagara on the Lake. It's just, I always picture people just going and staying at one of those hotels, right? Yeah, bed breakfast or something. Yeah, yeah. But I, actually, people do actually live there in that oh. community, right? Don't they? Yeah, it's got to be a town. There would have to be. Right? I think maybe one of them listened to the show. Also, the guy from Germany last week, the guy from... He's been really hot on the show. He's been listening to a bunch of episodes. He must like it. Adolf doesn't like it, but he, but uh, but I think this guy might like the show. So welcome aboard to the guy from whatever, Hekelpaufenhof in Germany that's listening to me. I hope you like it. So that's it for feedback. We got feedback except for one thing, which we like to do every week, is where we talk to our one true supporter since the very beginning. He's our good buddy, the Haitian Dwarf. And make your grunt, hi-ho, hi-ho. Welcome. So Haitian Dwarf this week gave us some feedback. Dave, I was wondering if you could maybe read the sure. feedback to me this week. I'll read it. It's, uh, it's five stars. Five, five stars. stars. Five stars. Always oh, generous, wow. Hey? Always generous, Haitian Dwarf. Episode 67. Let's give him some applause. Five stars. He five stars. He deserves it. Episode 67, is that really what it was? Yeah, 67. Oh, wow. Uh, here we go. It turns out the hoops are 10 feet high. Who knew? <laughs> Okay, it gets a little loud. Anyway, I'd like to offer an apology for offending Mr. Van Dyke last week with my perceived oh. passive aggression. 
Well, that's very nice of him. I meant nothing of the sort. I hold both himself and the program in high esteem and would not presume to undermine his efforts to better the lives of his listeners with an alternative viewpoint of my own. Well, that sounds a little passive-aggressive itself, doesn't it? A little bit. Like, uh, I will continue to support the Dutch Hall and tow the company line. Hmm, well, thank you, Ishendorf. I don't know, is that almost sarcastic? It's feedback. You like feedback, right? Yeah, I like feedback. It just seems like he was kind of being a little sarcastic there at the end. Uh, Dave, didn't you, didn't you find? Like, maybe the Haitian dwarfs... Uh, yeah, just feedback. You, well, you know, like, I don't know. Something's bothering You know, I'm going to talk about this. Uh, I'm going to pause the show, and we. I just want to talk to you about this for a little bit, okay? Dave? Right. Okay, let's click. Hey, Char- Charter's like... You think the Haitian dwarf is... Uh, I think he's... Uh, trying to sabotage the show what like it's, you know we gotta you know he seems like he's got some mind of his own almost like he's like uh he's got a yeah everyone has a mind of their own yeah but it takes 100 percent compliance to pull this thing off you know what i'm talking about you gotta be in line it seems like mutiny to me mutiny dave mutiny just, just a, he's just commenting on basketball and... what what He's got a. He says it's sarcasm. It's full of sarcasm and and, and passive aggressiveness, what Dave. What are you talking about, man? He's gonna ruin the whole thing. My Amazon money, Dave. My Amazon. Relax, man. What? Snap out of it, Pete. My Amazon money is all I care about, Dave. <laughs> He's gonna ruin the whole thing. All right, man. Snap out of it. Oh, okay. Thank you, Dave. I needed that. All right, let's get this show back on the road. Welcome back. You all right, buddy. Yeah, welcome back, everybody. Uh, nothing to say there. Thank you very much, the Haitian Dwarf, for your feedback. And that for this week is feedback. We got feedback. You know how to get a hold of me. The same ways you could enter the live studio audience is the same ways you can provide me with feedback. And if you see me in town, that's another way too. Just uh, see me in town and call me a bit of a douche. Thank you very much for feedback. We got uh, feedback. You know what I never talked about uh, when we mentioned that we're going to Derek and Beeb's Buck and Doe. We never really explained to, especially to our American listeners, some of them might not know what a buck and doe is. Oh. Yeah. Like uh, I was at, this week I was, uh, I did a call into a support center in Nebraska. He was helping me with some of my data. And uh, he, I, he said, what are you doing this weekend? And I said, uh, going to a buck and doe. You guys have those down there? He's from Nebraska. And and uh, he said, no, what are they? And I said, well, it's just like uh, why you raise money for a bride and groom and uh, before their wedding, you know, they have a party and you have games and you drink and stuff like that and you have those down there no we don't have those um and he was going to he has they have fish fries but they don't have any of these buck and does or jack and jills or you're missing out nebraska yeah and different different communities do it a little different down here like uh i know um in some in some uh, towns in in ontario uh, weddings are open to the general public eh? like the the whole general public i was at a wedding in seaforth ontario and it was all the weddings over there are open to the public. They're at, usually at the arena, and uh, it's like beers are two bucks or something like that. And the uh, town can go. It's just like a thing to do in town. It's like when there's a wedding, you know, even if you don't know the people, you can still go have a few drinks at the wedding and and yeah, dance or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Believe you get someone like this trash in a wedding. Yeah, I imagine they have a lot more fights and uh, stuff. If you're gonna talk, you have to just put it in there so we can hear it. But yeah, they probably have a lot more fights and stuff like that at weddings because you have strangers come in or people that, that wouldn't have been invited otherwise or something like that. But I think you're, you'd be surprised. Like most of the time, if there's bad blood or whatever and the guy knows it, they probably just won't show up, you know? Like it'll be respectful of the fact that there's still someone getting married there. I know the one we I went to, there was no issues at all. It would end up being a really good time. The whole town just enjoyed it. Anyways. Yeah, everybody's place is different. 
<clears throat> we had a, it's got to be a paid bar, though, right? Yeah, it has to be a paid bar if you open it to the public. That's the difference. If you're going to have a free a free bar like we do down here, then you have to make sure that you can control the numbers because there's still going to be people that crash those, too. Absolutely. You ever crashed a wedding like that, Bushy? No. No, never crashed? No. Always invited? Yeah. <laughs> never walked up from the basement of the German Hall when there's a wedding going on and just hit the bar for a couple free drinks? Scope I out the crowd? When I was a kid, I was going to the German Hall weddings, and then I'd be going downstairs and trying to get drinks down there where the bar is. Yeah, yeah. we went I, the other I never way. Never crashing a wedding, yeah. Oh yeah, did uh, did you ever have anyone crash your wedding? Do you know? Did anyone not come on invited? Not that I'm aware of. <clears throat> we had some at ours. We had wedding crashers at our wedding. It were they were kind of invited by a person that didn't have the that didn't have the power to invite people to our <laughs> wedding. Yeah, those ones are great. Uh-huh. Yeah, she was just like, uh, I hope you didn't mind. I invited all these people. And and I remember they were being there, and, and they were having a great time. They were being very nice and everything. They were dancing on the dance floor, having a good time. Free food and booze. Free booze, free food, right? <laughs> so I'm like, uh, I couldn't figure out why they were there. You know, I couldn't figure out the connection or whatever. But then afterwards, I'm reading the cards. You know, you open your full, your your envelopes up. You look at your checks and all that stuff. And I'm looking. I remember those people being there. I'm like, where's their check? There's no check. They just came for a nice free wedding. Enjoyed it. I always remember those guys, but they were young. They were young at the time, but you know, I knew who they are. I knew who they are. When their kids are getting married, Uncle Pete's gonna show up. <laughs> I owe him one. Anyways, uh, you know what I was thinking, guys? Have you ever have you ever uh, read your? Um, I read my kids' test today. I had to sign it for school. You know how you read your kids? They bring yeah. stuff home and you have to sign it. Yep. And I don't understand really the way education's changed like i'm not a big under i don't really understand it but today when i read my daughter's test i really had a good laugh because uh the way she answered her questions and the way i understand the new education system like when i was a kid there's answers were right or wrong you know like they tell you you got to figure out this problem and then you solve it and the answer's right you're right you know but now that's not good enough eh you gotta you gotta like explain how you thought of the answer that's right. It's all about the thinking and the processing, the way that the way you solve the problem less than the answer. Less than the answer. Like you can get the answer all the answers wrong and still get a, a passing grade. Yeah. Right? Well, because you you explaining it, right? So I'm reading my daughter's test. She did quite well on her test, but it was like uh, her answers that she had explained was the answer is uh, 386,000 or whatever it was. And the reason I know that is because I used the formulas to come up with the answer. And it told me that that was the answer, right? <laughs> and in my and all of their questions were kind of like that. It's like this is it, and this is how I know because I did the work. The formulas work, you know. Use them. It's you know? math. <laughs> yeah. There's an answer at the end, and I got it right. I put some buttons in the calculator, yeah. and this is what it came up with. And in the future, I'm always going to get it right because I know how to do this stuff, right? So he might well have ended every answer with, "What else do you want from me?" You know. <laughs> <laughs> which made me laugh because that was exactly that's exactly how I would have answered the same test you know yeah. like I have another daughter it's all like my wife who answers it exactly exactly how she they want it to be answered you know in yeah. full detail like a novel whatever you want for me teacher I'll go over and above the call of duty to give you what you want and then I have another daughter who's just like uh I will do what they want me to do, but I think it's stupid, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that's more my daughter than yeah. my wife's. <laughs> do you have the same thing when you receive your kids' stuff from school? Do you, does it remind you of when you were kids? Oh, totally. I feel, though, that when I read the answer, I don't know why the spelling mistakes are never corrected. What do you mean? Um, they'll have spelling mistakes, 
and they let him go. Know, I don't really even know what how they're trying to answer it because there's so many spelling mistakes. <laughs> but uh, they get a couple, like they get the marks for it. Oh, because but they haven't corrected the word that was spelt wrong. So I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, there's some strategy behind that. Like it's like they're gonna. They're gonna think like um, they won't, don't want to discourage them from expressing what they're trying trying to do, and over time it'll get better or whatever. But if you don't correct them, I don't know how they'll know that, you know. Well, they at least be circling the, the spelling mistake, and you can they they're still getting the answers right. Yeah, they should do something. Just, yeah, yeah. They're already not spelling anything right in their text and everything, right? Everything's well, abbreviated and. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't know how to spell, so they got. We should have a nun beat him with a ruler, right? When they get yeah, around. Throw a chalkboard eraser at him. But, but yeah. is writing going to be obsolete soon in our schools? Is, is it all going to be digital? The people right. just text or, or it'll be like a voice edit or whatever, but they'll still have to read it, right? I don't know. It's a thing. A lot of a lot of things are better. Like I know kids that have problems reading or problems writing. If they're on their iPads or their whatever, then they a lot of times can figure out how to work that like they can work youtube but they can't read a storybook or something like that or they um but they you know like the kids adapt because the technology helps them to do it because it's got pictures associated with it or it's got like uh you know you know it's it's you figure out how to solve that problem to accomplish what you want to do watch uh videos on youtube or something like that like it's an it's a simple thing for the kids to figure out yeah but what they're doing is like learning to recognize words and learn how to type in certain requests and even if it's just the stuff that's pertaining to their interest, right? It's still allowing them to do that stuff. So as much as it's bad for your kids always to be on their devices, it still has some benefits too. You well, know? the world's changing, right? When we were in school, there was nothing but written written media that we could we could use for research or for anything. All our learning had to be from written media. Yeah, no, well, that's so not the way of the world now. So it's better that the kids, I think, are leveraging what's out there now. You know? Yeah, it's like one of those things. Done. Like if you, if the process isn't what the education system wants the kids to do but they're getting the results they want to get then who cares right then if your explanation to how you get from a to b is weird or wrong or whatever but you're still getting where you need to go that's right as long as you can use those tools in life that that toolbox you're building through that time to be successful what does it matter yeah yeah and i think that all the technology that we have are only gonna it's gonna even the playing field for people that have problems not not uh and it's going to cause more too for people to lean on it too heavily, and then they don't use they don't use it to learn themselves. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the resources are there. You figure out what you love to do and, and research on how to how to accomplish it. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. It'll just tell about so many people. I think too. I'd rather see a, a teacher come up with the solution for my kid based on using technology than using drugs. You know, absolutely. You, the I would think, you know, I know there's a point that I know that's a sensitive subject because there's a, there's a need for it too. You know, it has some benefit for kids, but you know, there is also other, other ways. I hate, I always am scared of, uh, ruining creativity, you know, like, or ruining the person that they are. If you drug them, even myself, you know, like you suffer, you know, you, when you quit your job, you kind of like do, there's a, a highs and lows oh, really? involved with it. Yeah. Uh, this week was fairly low, I would say. Where I thought uh, I felt pretty bad about myself this week. But other weeks are really good. You feel like you've done something great. And then other weeks you feel like a real piece of garbage, right? That you've made horrible mistakes and, and threw your whole life away. <laughs> so you have to realize. And in those periods of time, you think, well, what if I took some, uh, you know, uh, antidepressants or, you know, something that's going to like anti-anxiety medication or something that's going to help me get out of the, uh, the bad feelings that I have, right? 
And and then you think, well, then I, what if I wasn't me, but I was happy. And then I, all this, the angst that makes you want to like, uh, uh, do well, you wouldn't have it anymore. So then you wouldn't want to do well. You'd just be satisfied or happy. And I'd be afraid of that not being like it's part of the fuel, right? Yeah, yeah. The, the the anxiety you have or the the the, the way you're be, beating yourself up is actually what's making you do something more. Yeah. So then it's not necessarily a bad thing, right? Yeah. That's the way I look at it. In so some I, cases, and in other cases, it's probably too debilitating, much. Debilitating, right? right? Yeah, yeah. And then it'll stop your, it'll make it too, too much. And then, so then you get to the point where you're like, well, maybe a little bit that would just make me not hate myself so much would then be enough to make me more productive again. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's that finding that balance in what you're in. But I'm still terrified of it. I would hate to feel like I've done something really good. Like if I take a drug and I feel like I'm I'm euphoric or whatever, I feel like, hey, I feel great all of a sudden. But then I'm completely oblivious to the fact I'm useless. It's tits on a bull. You know, I just sit around, yeah. you know, doing nothing but smiling at my laziness <laughs> yeah, or whatever. Yeah. You know, I'm great, but I don't... I'm so happy. <laughs> <laughs> and then everyone around's like, pizza, Pete's like a real silly loser over there he doesn't do nothing right you know but i wouldn't have a clue bit of a douche (laughs) so did you say you saw your you saw yourself and your kids when you read their tests and stuff did you see like is is there one is there any of your kids that you see like them going through school and you can feel like they're going through the same thing that you went through when you were in school oh totally i see that like um, my kids the way that we do math like when there's math problems that come home Ryan does a complete different way of doing math, and I do it different. And then when we try to teach our kids, it's just like which one gets my way of thinking and which one gets his way of thinking. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so. they are so opposite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They are. Yeah. It is funny, eh? And you have four, Dave, so... Yeah, they're all different. They all learn different. differently, too? Yeah, I'd say my second oldest, Joan, is probably the uh, closest to me, from what I remember. Like, when it comes to math, he... Reminds me of one of your daughters that you were talking about, but he he'll know the answer. Like he's already writing the answer, and he's not even halfway done writing the reading the question. You know. Oh yeah. And then you have to point out the other three questions they want answered about how you got your answer and how do you think, how are you thinking about this question? You know, they want that, but he couldn't. He doesn't a, like why. Yeah. Yeah, I know that's a hard one to figure out why. If I'm getting the answer right, then why? You know, and then yeah. they they penalize you for that. I know my one daughter came home with remarks, and I'm like, uh, you know, are you okay with you know? With your report card? And she says, uh, I didn't even look at it yet. I just said, like, how is it? And she says, eh, it's good. I'm happy with it. Yeah, I'm fine with it. I said, all right. Like, I just suspected that I'd see a few things. Yeah. And uh, so I read the report card and I can see she's got, you know, she's got, like, good marks. Like, they're pretty good marks. But her comments are saying she's lazy and she doesn't really do all the things that are asked of her. And then, um, and that she can do better if she tried harder or applied herself. And she goes, Dad, what's my lowest mark? And I said, like, uh, 75. She's like, uh, what's that? And I said, it's like a B, solid B, I think. She goes, well, that's the, that's the standard. That's what they want you to achieve is a B, right? So I go, that's my lowest mark is what they want me to achieve. I'm achieving everything they want me to achieve and better. You know, like, so what's wrong with my report card? And I'm like, how can I argue with that? Because my logic's exactly the same. My argument yeah. in, would be exactly the same. So, like, when I know what the the line is, you know, your teacher thinks you can do better if you apply yourself more. And she goes, what? What do I get for that? Like, a medal? Like, I, I don't What's the point? You know, put forth extra effort so I can get the difference between, like, a B plus and an A minus or whatever. Like, who cares? Start training yourself to be the best you can be right now. And then when you get into high school... 
get good grades because you're going to get a free education. If you get a free education, you're going to save money. If you save money, you can get a vehicle. Yeah, yeah. If you want to drive a vehicle? <laughs> That's what she needs is that, that whole value system where she can apply it, like where there's something that currency for her that, right. you know, she's like, okay, well, then I get something for doing that, then I'll take it, right? Sell it out for her. Yeah, but, even when but she... But that's sort of sending them down the, the, the spiral to a job that you're doing because, not because you like it, but because you're getting money for it or whatever. Well... You no, know, but there's certain. If you're other, not passionate about your schoolwork, but you're, yeah, you but, see it as it's some, it's going to get you to some goal that you think you want. Stepping stone, yeah. Yeah, but if you're not passionate about your schoolwork, you don't really have a choice. You got to keep going, right? Like you got to keep doing it yeah, no matter what. Yeah, you got to go to school. Anyways. You got to do well, it. Like so it's you, a, it's a means to an end. Like, and not to mention it's the law for a certain period of time that you have to go to school. So for them, um, we we want to make sure that they're 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 not they're not eliminating options that they're not like screwing themselves up. Yeah. But you're if, being a parent. But if they're managing the risk versus return or the work versus return quotient, then uh, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. That's just like uh, logically trying to decide what's right for them, right? Yeah. That's good. Pro- that's good. That skill is going to be important for them their whole life, I think, right? And sometimes you do things. That th- it isn't also important to know that sometimes there's things that you don't really agree with, but you have to do it because it's what you have. It's a it's, uh, means to an end, like I said, yeah. like you have to eat a bit of shit once in a while you know what i mean anyways that's what i think is important too but it's hard to it's hard to argue with your kid when she's using the same arguments that you used to your parents and your teachers and stuff like that and you're like i agree with you but i have to tell you the right thing all i told her was read your teachers you think your report card is good but read your teacher's comments and then that's how you that's how the report that's what she thinks of your progress right like so and then you you at least know where you stand with her and if you're comfortable with that that's your decision right like I can't do. You can't do much when they yeah. get to be the age of my daughters. They're pretty. They're they're pretty uh, finished. You know, for the most part, their decisions are still their own. You can only kind of like guide them into what direction you want them to listen to you, I guess, or like make their own decisions. That's it. They're not going to listen to you. They have to think of it themselves. So, anyhow, hey, uh, Jill, Jill Dyke. Yes. Miss Dyke. Yes. I was going to say. You know, you must have been, with a name like that, no offense, but it has a double meaning. It's also a meaning of a noun. It's a noun, right? For a, it's a, it's it a, is a noun. Jill? It's a term. No, dyke. Oh. It's a term for, uh, uh, it's a derogatory term for the lesbian community. I think it's like uh, the it's like the N-word uh, for lesbians, is it? I don't know. Is no? it really? I don't know. I'm well, just maybe. saying. Maybe, like it's okay for them to use, but it's not okay for anyone else to use, you mean? Exactly. Exactly. That's well, what I Jane. Oh, Jane? I don't know. So I, I like might it. be a lesbian. Oh, Jane. Oh, she's using a socially acceptable term. She's a lesbian term, right? Which is uh, which is socially acceptable. But Dyke, I think you couldn't say unless you are like like you actually are. And then I think they use that lovingly as a term, you know, like w- with one another. You know, is that that's what I believe? That's what I believe. But uh, yourself, uh, Jill, uh, did you get uh, did you get that comment growing up and stuff like that a lot? That was it a source of bullying or anything? for you it it um people thought that it was fun to poke at my last name did it hurt your feelings no (laughs) (laughs) i usually just told them to fuck themselves (laughs) (laughs) with uh with uh with our name van dyke you know and i'm a man a man it doesn't have the same impact on me i always think it's almost sounds like more uh like an artistic lesbian, you know, the Va- Van Dyke, von, the Von Dyke, the Von Dykes. What about your sisters, though? 
They probably had a harder go of it, I would imagine. Lisa, you got a, did you get a hard go? I believe we were both nicknamed Diker, which made boys to believe that we were something that we really weren't. But did it offend Except you? that one time in college. Yeah. No, I wasn't offended. No? Nope. Oh. Well, I was going <laughs> to... That, that went uh, nowhere. So, uh... <laughs> <laughs> the one story that I'd like to uh, to talk about, I was a little worried today. I read an article in the, in the on the internet about New Zealand. Apparently, New Zealand is short of, of marijuana. It's half of the island. It says the current, uh, uh, with parts of the South Island and Upper North Island are experiencing the uh, a big pot shortage. That's sad. That's people's medicine. Yeah. Yeah, it is sad, Lisa. The last time something similar happened was nearly 15 years ago, and the pothead Kiwis were naturally devastated. Both incidents... Uh, they're blaming this one on the police raids. The police have... Because uh, it's still technically illegal oh, in it's New not Zealand. There? No, it's not. I thought not. they were pretty forward-thinking there. Yeah, I thought they were too, and I think it's pretty understood, but uh, I think the police are still uh, seizing quite a bit, and that's what's taking it out of rotation. So... These poor people, according to Vice in New Zealand, are really like short weed right now. So there's probably a lot of really um, grumpy and uh, could be uh, uh, in pain and and uh, what else? Could be a lot of like probably real dicks. Probably in, the in, snack food industry is really hurting right now too. They're not selling as many Cheetos, I bet. Cheeto, right? yeah. Che- is Cheetos the one? Or Doritos. Those are the Doritos, two that they yeah. associated with pot smoke. It's for every pot smoking joke, they make a Doritos joke. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. I used to get hungry when I first started smoking, but I don't, I don't really get the hungry anymore. You don't get the munchies at all? No. What, do you get horny? Uh, sometimes. <laughs> it all varies. When doesn't he? Good stiff wind change, yeah. you know. Right. Ryan all excited. The yeah. counter at breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gross. <laughs> well, I was thinking... I, I was thinking about. I want to give our condolences then to the people in New Zealand. We can do we do what you can to help, you know, but we can't can't uh, we, they won't let us send send weed, and uh, I don't wouldn't know how to do it. But do hopefully you can get a, on an excursion to a more enlightened country, maybe Uruguay, and you get yourself get fill your boots when you what go Jamaica? home. What are the uh, the laws there in Jamaica? It's illegal in it's Jamaica. It's one hundred percent illegal. Illegal. I heard it just recently got legalized, like in the last month. Yeah. Oh, really? Did it? Yeah. Oh, I might be out to lunch then, because yeah. I know at the time they were talking about they were talking about the ruling, but there was quite an opposition to it because uh, they felt like it was um, uh, gonna, same reasons that all other countries are opposed to it. They think it takes away uh, productivity and it causes crime and blah blah blah. But uh, uh, it's good if they went and move forward. That's good for them, eh? Yeah. yeah I, when I was down there, they they told us it was legal for us. That no one would ever right. bother a tourist, you know, over over such a thing. But uh, down there, they said it's still illegal for them. And I did hear of some people when they went to it, like a bar, and it said absolutely no, you know, no ganja smoking. Then, uh, but if if you kind of like bought a couple beers for the police, then you would could do whatever you wanted, kind of thing. That's kind of how I understood it worked. Yeah, marijuana is no good. Corruption is corruption is just fine. It's the backbone of our. Uh... <laughs> Yeah. Backbone of our society. Yeah. Well, it's money staying in the country somehow, you know, <laughs> buying the beers there at least. Time Time Magazine on February 24th, 2015 said uh, law passed in Jamaica on Tuesday decriminalized possession of small amounts of marijuana. 
while also laying the groundwork for regulating the drug's cultivation and medical usage. But, and that was the big push again in Jamaica. It was uh, the medical usage as well. And uh, some very, very, uh, we talked a little bit of the weed show. It was the same thing. There's some pretty, pretty educated people who are showing, they're doing some pretty good research in Jamaica now. So I think they're able to kind of make a good case for at least medicinal use. And it sounds like they started with decriminalization and then they're looking at uh, medicinal. And then the last step will be recreation for tourism. But I would, I would think Jamaica should be prime to capitalize on export and stuff like that to really export their product right. into some of the other countries who are i think marley uh bob marley has his uh name branded all over the medical marijuana now marley weed yeah it's by a bunch of uh american investors right. that branded the name way before i think or was it a, a beer company or something like that it was uh i i remember that when the name was was uh trademarked or whatever it was uh associated with a bunch of this investor group or something like that. They were just looking at profiting from it. They like got iced tea out there. I just bought one the other day. Iced tea? Marley, uh, there's iced coffee. Kaiser? Yeah. yeah, and you know, uh, I saw that the, there's a first Canadian uh, recreational, or sorry, uh, marijuana recreational marijuana uh, processing company was listed on the Toronto Stock Exchange. And uh, it started trading pretty well. They had to cut off the IPO because they raised enough money really? or whatever. Right. But uh, they're 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 producing like uh, edibles, I think, and other like processed products from the uh, the essential oils or whatever the THC that they extract. And uh, they're but they can't do it in Canada because it's illegal. So they but they're doing it out of uh, like Colorado and okay. stuff, so where it is legal, so they can make it, or for the medicinal states that allow edibles. Hey, what are they doing in uh, Portugal? They completely decriminalized everything. There. In Portugal, they did. Yeah. Oh, good for them. I know they did in Uruguay, but I had, I'm out to lunch on Portugal. I haven't been reading up on it, so I, I, you probably know better than I do. I, I heard the crime rate has gone down, and uh, there's, there's, I mean, there's still people doing, you know, yeah, drugs. But overall, it's no different than it was like, you know, uh, it, the tobacco. The people just they stay away. They know it's bad for you, and they're, they're staying away from it. Yeah, yeah. Part, but um, it hasn't really done nothing. Change much. Well, when you take away a petty crime that's not really hurting many people, and then you take that out of the legal system, the, it, uh, automatically the crime rate's going to go down, right? Mm-hmm. Like, because there's nothing, there's no crime, like because you you're not enforcing the stupid crimes. Yeah. It's like if then all you can st- get the cops out there catching speeders where they belong. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or uh, racially profiling in uh, tough communities, right? That's what they like to do. That was the whole thing. I, uh, uh, they were saying that when they did that whole Ferguson thing, I watched an interview with Obama on uh, on Jimmy Kimmel, and he said that uh, that one of the things that came out of that was that there was a bunch of people just like going into the poor black communities and like uh, searching them for anything they could find them for, and then uh, so they can hit the, make money for the police station or, right. or whatever. So and they said that. It would end up that they'd have to go bring it in to process it, and, and then they'd have to take a day off work, and you know, and then they didn't have enough money to pay the tickets, so sometimes they'd have to go to jail, and they didn't couldn't get the money because they were uh, had to take a day off work, and they lost their job because they're taking days off work to pay stupid tickets from getting like frisked by cops and all that stuff. So he's saying like, you know, you got the things are kind of getting out of control, you know, like it was, the president was like saying maybe we should stop like just trying to raise money by bothering our citizens and start doing things we're supposed to do. It's just to kind of like protect and serve. serve. And protect, yeah. 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 So I think there's something to be said about that. I think after a while it, it you have to pay the bills. So you start getting your quotas and shit like that. And then 
no one's doing what's freaking right anymore. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's a lot of worse stuff going on out there. Take away all the bullshit, and you won't have to have as much people doing it. But I guess all my all my ideas mean less jobs for people. eh? that's there'd be less policemen working and all the rest of it. So that's bad too. I don't know what the right thing is. Anyways, well, in this in this uh, show with a game, and this game, a lot of people on this time of year, we're just getting to the end of our winter. We're in the we're in, technically in spring, though it doesn't feel like it very much. But a lot of people like to disappear to a great state of Florida when you're up here in the cold climate to get away from it all. And get a few nice sun yeah. rays. The snowbirds, they call them, eh? Those people all go down there. Yeah, snowbirds. snowbirds. So you go down to Florida. Yeah, it sounds like a great idea. But what happens is every crazy batshit thing that happens in the world seems to happen in Florida, right? So you hear more and more about everyone. And I don't know if it has anything to do with the fact they're spraying for mosquitoes up from really high. You don't know, but you're getting sprayed all the time in Florida. That's true, actually. But what I did was I created a game to end the show today. <laughs> and it's... It's true. They, they don't look at Florida the same anymore. Yeah, you go down to Florida, you can get sprayed for mosquitoes, so you don't even know it. You're gonna I breathe hate that, mosquitoes. You're going to breathe that, that shit in, and the next thing you know, you're going to do something crazy, like uh, like pass out in a dumpster after uh, and being rescued in a gra- like oh, Terrible stuff, you know, like like blowing an alligator or something like that, whatever they do in Florida. So I got news stories. Some are real and some are uh, fake. And you have to determine, this is a little game, of whether or not these news stories really happen in, in the state of Florida or if it's just something I made up, okay? What are we going to do? We'll all vote on each one? Or? Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about it. So this is the first headline. Man shot sister in buttocks for baking him a penis cake. True or false? <laughs> I think it's true. <laughs> you think it's true? What it's do you guys think? True. I'm going to go with true. <clears throat> I'm going to go with false. Jill? All true. right. The universal, the universal thing is true. The answer is true. True. Yeah. It's obvious. It turns out that uh, that they were having a birthday for Christopher Taft, and uh, despite his sister working very hard on a on a cock cake for Christopher's birthday, he went bananas over it. Not in a fun way. Not with a good-hearted chuckle and some wacky photos with the baked goods, but he shot his sister with a BB gun. In her ass. Oh. In her ass. BB gun. With a BB gun, yeah. You didn't say that. Wasn't a real, wasn't a real gun. So, but still, he did it. Okay, how about this one? Is this true or false? Florida man turns backyard into shooting range because pools are for pussies. (laughs) 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 That doesn't. False. I believe that's probably a true story, but not from Florida. I think it might be from another state. I'm gonna say false. I hope it's true. <laughs> I'm going to say true. Uh, we're a split decision on this one. The answer is true. True. Wow. So it's it says uh, uh, yeah, this guy basically wanted a shooting range in his backyard because he thought that uh, the pools are for pussies. He wanted a shooting range there. And uh, his neighbors disagreed. They thought that the pool made a nice addition to his backyard. And uh, him shooting live ammunition next to where their kids chase after a soccer ball wasn't a good idea. But in Florida, uh, anything can happen. All right, next one. Church loses its tax-exempt status after being outed as a nightclub throwing naked paint parties. (laughs) True. True. Yeah, I'm going to say true. Yeah. That sounds bad. That one sounds bang on true about Florida. That's not, <laughs> yeah. That one's so believable, I don't even know why you brought it up. The church having naked paint parties. It is true, actually. A church. Yeah. It was a church in Panama City Beach, Florida. 
and uh, they were throwing naked paint parties for spring break ragers. Local authorities were taking notice of the church known as the Life Center and began promoting itself as Amnesia the Tabernacle. <laughs> Under the name Amnesia, the church released a 24-7 party schedule, put an ATM in front of the building for party go- goers, and hung an eye drink banner outside and started throwing naked uh, paint parties. But apparently that's not a uh, recognized religion. But the dick religion was. Yeah. <laughs> the dick religion would be fine. Did you hit that party up, Paul, and you, when you were at spring break? Do you remember that one? No? Your 24-hour whirlwind tour. <laughs> All right. Uh, how about this one? Man was busted for possession while wearing a shirt that says, Seriously, no, no, seriously, I have drugs. <laughs> His shirt said, No, seriously, I have drugs. And he was busted for drug possession. In Florida. In Florida. Yeah, I think it's true. True. I think it's true, too. Yeah, it is true. It is true. <laughs> There's not going to be any false ones. No. People going to jail Everything happens in Florida. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, how about this one? Uh, Florida ER room reports 36 alligator bites to the genitals monthly. <laughs> That's more than one a day. Yeah, 36. Some days you get two or three <laughs> alligator bites to the generals. False. False. Yeah, I got to go with false, too. There's got to be a false one here. Yeah, that was false. That was one I just made up. Oh. All right, here's one more. Uh, teenager spends entire month at hospital pretending to be an o- OBGYN before anyone discovered him. <laughs> no De- Definitely true. true. No. Do you remember that? Song? I remember reading that one, yeah. Yeah, it is true. It is how, true. How long? He spent an entire month. The entire month of the hospital. Yeah. Just walking into examinations wearing a lab coat. Yeah. So a teen in West Palm Beach, Florida, spent an entire month channeling his inner Doogie Hauser, posing as an OBGYN at St. Mary's Hospital. There are conflicting reports on whether or not the kid had contact with patients and to what extent. Uh, this is what the hospital reports. The individual never had contact with any hospital patients and did not gain any access to patient care areas at the hospital at any time. The hospital was immediately no- notified the local authorities who took the individual into custody and they are cooperating with an investigation. But apparently he just hung around, just kind of sell himself as an OBGYN. And now I heard in the report that he did actually sit in, in a... In a in, in on exams. He never did an exam, but he sat in on exams just to watch creepily. That's so gross. Through a cigarette. This one's for, this is the last one. And this is for any of our uh, people involved in the airline industry. Uh, a pilot drew a penis on flight radar while flying a private plane. A pilot drew a penis on flight radar while flying a private like plane. Like he flew in the shape he of flew, a penis? So he it lo- flew in a shape of a penis in order to make the penis show up on, <laughs> on the, the radar. radar. Yeah. That's that's genius if you could pull it off. I, I gotta true. go with true. That could probably happen, yeah. I think it's true. It is true. It says we've well, seen penis penises drawn on news reports, penises drawn on um, Nike mapping, and penises drawn on football fields in the snow. But this is the first time they'd ever seen a penis drawn in the sky on radar by an airplane. He drew in a penis formation wow. in the state of Florida. So let's hear it for the state of Florida. Right on. And uh guys. 
that's it for Holy Thursday. This is the last we're going to see of uh, of uh, Dave. And this episode is actually called The Last Temptation of Charters. Ch- Charters, you passed the devil's temptation. There's one chicken wing left in there. Oh, it's but just I'm not sm- going for it. Just smothered in delicious sauce, Dave. Just smothered in delicious sauce. Well, thank you to my family for coming in and joining me. Thank you to Jill Dyke for, for, for coming in. Uh, we're going to see a lot of each other over Easter. So it was nice that we could have you all in again. And... Uh, until next week, everybody, take care of each other and uh, smoke them if you got them. Nice to have us, Pete. Cheers. We did it again, everybody.